Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Steve Freeman Podcast. Yes, first show, 2019. How's everybody doing? Man, I hope you all had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Hope you had a happy new year as well. We were talking today about how just it felt like everything went by so fast. You know, it's like we were just setting up all of the the Christmas tree, the decorations, and then everything is just past. It's gone. New Year's. It was like it just creeped up on you like a freaking ninja. But we had a nice, relaxing uh, holiday break. Um, I hope you guys did as well. Okay, I have to address the elephant in the room. And that is that we are not in the new studio tonight. We are in the old studio. This is not for a lack of trying. I'm going to throw that out there. I busted my ass all day today. But in the honor of full disclosure, the reason we're not in there is because I procrastinated and waited till today to get 99.9% of it done. So that was my fault. And it was just too much to tackle today. Too many cameras, computer. Now I've got everything about 80% done. So next Tuesday night, we will 100% for sure be in the new studio. But I just couldn't get it all done today. I I mean, I tried, I tried really hard. I just couldn't get it done. So I apologize for that. I was really wanting to make it the first show of 2019 to be in the new studio. We will be in there next Tuesday for sure. I got it. I got it 80, 85% done today. So next week we will for sure um, have it. Want to try to get to uh, several different things tonight. I feel like I'm a little out of practice because it's been a couple of weeks since we were together. And uh, so it's like getting used to everything again, getting used to all the equipment and the stream and everything else. But that's all right. Welcome to the Steve Freeman Podcast. It's hard to believe it's 2019, but it is. I don't know how long we're going to go tonight. Depends on how many questions you guys have or comments or anything that y'all want to talk about. All you have to do is type it into the chat on whichever respective platform you're watching on tonight. We are simulcasting to Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook all at the same time. So if you got a question, you got a comment, just pop it in the chat and uh, and I will be able to see it. It'll pop up right here and I can answer your question. Um and we can kind of uh, kind of go from there. So, yes, it is so good to be back. A um, lot of big plans for this year. Uh, I see David Jones in here. What's up? Uh, Happy New Year. Good to see you in here, David Jones. Steve Baker, Happy New Year to you, brother. I, I, matter of fact, I need to call you about something, Steve. Uh, so look to uh, hear from me in the next couple of days. I've got something I need to, uh, to get your input on. Uh, but it's good to, uh, good to see you here. Um, Again, have a question or comment, pop it in the chat. I'll see it, and I'll answer it and try to get to it uh, as soon as possible. We may open it up, take a couple phone calls uh, here in just a little bit. Uh, But I wanted to share with you all, uh, before we get into the meat of the content tonight, one of the things that I want to talk about as we start off, and this is the the first show of the year, um, I really want to talk about 
three steps to success. And if you can listen, absorb, and apply these, it's three steps. It's very simple. Very easy, easy. Rick Murphy, good to see you. Happy New Year to you, brother. If you can, like I said, listen, absorb, and apply these three simple requirements and strategy for success, I promise you that no matter what it is that you're wanting to do this year and beyond, whether it's music business, regular business, whatever it is that you're wanting to do, I guarantee you, you will be successful. It's money back. Before I get into that, I have to share with, you know, everybody always talks about how everything just seems perfect all the time, especially on social media. Things are, you know, always go good. Nobody ever talks about the bad things that happen. You guys know me. I'm a realist, so I'm going to to tell you about something that happened uh, the other day, and it, it just absolutely frustrated me beyond all belief. I, I did a video for the YouTube channel uh, last year. Actually, I did two videos last year uh, titled The Best, uh, Best Digital Distributor of 2018 and then The Best Digital Distributor of 2018 Updated. In the first video, I talked about and went over the, uh, the, the digital distribution platform DistroKid, which I love. It's still a great platform. I love the fact that, uh, especially for independent artists, many of you have investors or you have people that have a financial interest in your projects. Um, one of the features that DistroKid gives you is the ability to be able to allocate certain percentages uh, of the payments and the royalties that come in to go automatically to a publisher or a co-writer or an investor or mom, dad, grandma, grandpa. That way when that you know $1.99 comes in, it automatically distributes it to these people. It sends you, you put their email address in, they create an account, it goes to their bank account or their PayPal. Loved it, great thing. And then I ran across, somebody asked me to check out Ditto. So I thought, okay, I'll check out Ditto. Uh, you know, Ed Sheeran has used Ditto in the past. I mean, they're, they're, it's supposed to be a very reliable and great source. So I had a project for an artist that I'm developing and producing. We put it out in November, and we did exactly what we do. And and I've never had this happen before. Uh, but we did exactly what we do through the artist development company, and that is one thing that we believe in. We believe in it just as strongly as Gary Vee does, even though he's selling wine and tennis shoes and and speaking engagements. We believe in the power and the undervaluement of Facebook ads and Instagram story ads. Right now, it's very cheap to run. They're very cheap to run on both of those platforms, and they're highly effective, especially if you're looking at a certain age range. So one of the things that we implemented well over two years ago was buying large amounts of Facebook ads and Instagram story ads and and driving that traffic to Spotify, to Apple Music, to uh Google Play to all of the different digital sales and streaming platforms. I was sitting at my desk here. Um, I was doing something and I got an email from Ditto that the title of the email was illegal streaming. So it caught my attention right away. I'm like, what is going on? So I started reading this email and and I and I number one, I just started getting really upset. As I as I went along, I'm matter of fact, I'm going to look and see if I can find if I can find the email. Oh, I've I've got it right here. Um, it said, "Hi there, we're contacting you to report that Spotify has detected abnormal streaming activity on content provided by you. 
Spotify are working to stamp out artificial streaming activity across our service and use a model that determines when a product has quote-unquote abnormal streaming activity, which is determined using a combination of the following factors among others. Here are the factors that they list. Number of streams the album received in the past week. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. Do they send this out to every major label artist that puts out a new album that gets a million streams in a week? Why would that draw a red flag that your album's got a lot of spins? That's ridiculous. Second reason, number of users who stream the album. So is it now odd to Spotify and Ditto that you have a large amount of people streaming your, your content? Isn't that what they're there for? Here's the third reason. Total number of streams, total number of users who stream the track. Again, total number of streams and total number of users. I thought the whole idea was to use Spotify as a platform to launch artists and to drive as much traffic as you can to your Spotify page and get people to stream your singles or your album or your EP. Evidently, the rules have changed. Here's number three. Number of tracks on the album. So they are now looking at the number of tracks that you put on an album. The, the, the album that I'm talking about was an EP. It was five songs. Everybody's releasing EPs. Five songs. So, so far, we've not met any of the criteria. The next point is number of quote-unquote short-length tracks on the album, meaning 60 seconds or less. Every song on this project was over three minutes long. The next one that they give you is number of short-length streams on the album. Okay, now this is where I, 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 I'm like, okay, this one I can kind of understand because it is possible to go out and buy streams and all of that stuff on Spotify. I'm not telling you guys anything that you don't know. I don't believe in doing that because it offsets the numbers and they're not real. Um, and if you're using Spotify to launch your artist career, what good does it do to have a bunch of fake listeners and listens? It, it's just a number. It, it doesn't help get your name out there. It doesn't help grow your brand. It's ridiculous. And I, and I advise everybody never do that. But this says number of short length streams on the album. Now, here is my, if I can, well, okay, let me say this and then I'll back up and I'll tell you what's happened since then. This was Friday. This was uh, January 4th at 11.05 a.m. when I got this. And I believe that was Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Number of short-length streams on the album. Number one, there is nobody on the face of this planet that control that can control how long any given listener is going to listen to any song or podcast or anything on Spotify. There's no way to know how long those people are going to listen. If you're doing what we're doing, which is the correct way of doing it, which is marketing music, it's the same thing that Warner Brothers does. It's the same thing that Universal does. It's the same thing that Sony does. Same thing that every other major label, a big machine, it's the same thing that all the other major labels do. They market music using Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Snapchat, if there's Snapchat ads, which I'm new to Snapchat, by the way. If you're on Snapchat, go follow me, the Steve Freeman. Um, shameless plug there for the old uh, brand. I, I, you know, at 42 years old, I figure Gary V got me started on Snapchat and convinced me that I needed to have one. So here we go. We're, we've got one. It, nevertheless, it's about marketing your music. 
Every major label does it. Every artist does it. Every artist that isn't doing it should be doing it. And we'll talk about that later when we get to the meat of the podcast tonight. But there is no way on God's green earth that anyone can control how long somebody's going to listen to a song. So I get this, and I think, okay, I'm with you. I, I see what you're saying here. Is this your attempt to contact me so that we can work this out, so that I can call you or we can email back and forth some sort of open line of communication to say, hey, we think there's suspicious activity. Can we talk to you about this? So that they could call me and I could say, no, we're running thousands of dollars of ads per week on Facebook and Instagram driving traffic to their Spotify page. So, I mean, we're this is this is a real, it's a legitimate deal just like you'd advertise any other product. Perfectly legal, perfectly normal, nothing illegal streaming about it. So then I get to that point and I'm like, okay, we really, oh, then there's the last one, territorial activity. Okay, so when you run highly targeted Facebook ads and and Instagram ads and Instagram story ads, I went in, I pulled up Spotify for artists, and I looked at where all the streams were coming from. They were coming from all of the markets where we were buying advertising and geo-targeting those areas in specific age groups. All of the streams were coming from those areas. And so now you've got this as a factor for abnormal streaming abnormal activity depending on what territory it's coming from again just like the last point there's no way on god's green earth that you can determine where people are going to listen from this is ridiculous guys i'm going to run over this one more time and those of you in the music business you listen up because this is how this right here if you want my opinion this and we're going conspiracy theory now but you know what that's fine spotify and the other streaming platforms were the last bastion for the independent artist to have some sort of a level level playing field with major label artists this to me sounds like a major label conspiracy this to me sounds like the major labels have gotten together with spotify and said hey uh this because this past year was record setting for independent artists on spotify no joke. It was record setting. I don't have the number in front of me. I should have had it. I wasn't planning on going this deep into this tonight, but I'm really, really, really pissed off about it. Um, and I'll tell you in a minute why I'm so pissed off. Um, but this is a real deal here. When you look at, they, they're now considering abnormal activity based on these factors. Numbers of streams the album's received in the past week. So if you're an independent artist and you've got a large following, and you've done all that hard work and you've built up this following and you launch your album, you put it out there and it's on Spotify and you direct all your your fans to go stream it on Spotify, you're now going to be flagged as having abnormal activity because of the number of streams the album received in the past week. So now you're gonna be penalized if you have a successful product on Spotify. The next one, number of users who stream the album. If you have too many people that stream your album, you're going to be flagged for abnormal activity. Total number of streams versus the total number of users who stream the track. There's no way in the world you can control that. I know for a fact my daughter pays for Spotify Premium, and I bet she plays the same seven songs over and over and over and over again. 
Post Malone is all it's it's all she listens to and she it's on repeat. If you don't want that to be a problem then take the repeat function off of the app. But now you're considered having abnormal activity because of that. Number of tracks on an album? Okay, well if that's going to flag abnormal activity, then you need to set a minimum. You need to have a minimum of 3 songs per for an album or 5 songs for an EP or 10 songs for a out. Set a minimum. When you don't set one, you can't hold it against artists for that. The album I'm talking about was an EP. It was five songs. The next one, uh, number of short length tracks on the album, less than 60 seconds. Who in the world is putting up songs less than 60 seconds? I, I've not run across one. If anybody watching or listening tonight has ever seen or put up a song on Spotify that was then less than, than 60 seconds, please let me know. And the number of short-length streams on the album, less than 60 seconds. Again, you cannot control what other people are doing. If you send somebody a link to something on Spotify, my daughters have done it. My wife has done it. Friends have done it. They have sent me a link to something. I, I clicked on it and I started listening. I got about 30 seconds in. I'm like, uh, not for me. And I click off. Now, you are being flagged for your music having abnormal activity. Or what the title of this email is, is illegal streaming. Guys, this is serious business. I, I, I know that I'm like getting all worked up, but you haven't even heard the rest of the story yet. Oh, and then the last one, territorial activity. As if you can control where pe a worldwide service, okay? Now Spotify and Ditto are expecting you to be able to only have people in a certain area listen to your music. It, it's insane. Um... Here's the next sentence after that. And this is where I start to really freak out. It says, products that reach a certain threshold of abnormal activity are flagged by our model as likely to be artificial or removed from Spotify. Okay? Now, here's the thing. I'm going to read this again because you're not going to believe what happened. Products that reach a certain threshold of abnormal activity are flagged by our model as likely to be artificial and are removed from Spotify. Likely. Okay, here's the next sentence. As per our terms of agreement with Spotify, in order to prevent this kind of behavior, we are no longer allowed to deliver further as a per section 8D of our terms and conditions, your account will be closed and all releases in your account will be removed from stores. I'm going to read it again. Pay attention. As per our, our terms of agreement with Spotify, in order to prevent this kind of behavior, we are no longer allowed to deliver further. And as per Section 8D of our terms and conditions, your account will be closed and all releases in your account will be removed from stores. Guys, less than 10 minutes after I got this email, every single product for every artist that I was using dis, uh, Ditto for distribution for was pulled off of iTunes, was pulled off of Apple Music, was pulled off of Spotify, was pulled off of Google Play, was pulled from every digital distribution sales and streaming site. Every single one of them. You think that causes a problem? So, number one, I reply to this email. 
immediately. And I said, I just got an email from you guys about quote unquote illegal streaming that I don't understand. There must be some mistake. Please contact me ASAP to correct the mistake. You have locked me out of my, oh, before we get to this point. So once I get the email, I immediately try to log into my Ditto account and it tells me I've got the wrong username or password. And I've got it saved on the computer. Like I log in all the time to check sales numbers and, and all of that kind of stuff. They have locked me out of my account. So I continue in the email. I say, you have locked me out of my account with even trying to contact me. I have releases that are coming out, and this is causing a huge problem. Please contact me ASAP to sort this out and restore my account. Now, here's the other side of the story. We had a release coming out Friday. They literally put it up at midnight, Thursday night, Friday morning. They put it up at midnight and yanked it down nine hours later a brand spanking new release that we were just putting out into the world on Friday. So I'm trying, I'm wrangling all of these different artists going, look, here's what's happening. Actually, I don't know what's happening, but we're trying to figure it out. I reply, I, I told you, I got that email at, at um, I got that email at 10.55 in the morning. I responded at at uh, 11.05 and nothing nothing all day long so I go to Twitter which I don't do well I'm not on Twitter that much I mean I've said this before I'm an Instagram person so I go on Twitter and I sent them I tweeted them and I said hey guys basically same thing I said in my email there's an issue this is an emergency we have a new release today um can somebody please get with me and tell me what's going on? They tweeted me back immediately, almost like it was an autoresponder. And it said, hey, Steve, uh, sorry about this. Have you submitted a support ticket to support at dittomusic.com? They, they can help you with this and, and get the problem corrected. I tweeted right back. Yes, I submitted an email and a support ticket 30 minutes ago. And I haven't heard anything. They tweeted back, you should hear something back in 24 hours. My mind, I'm thinking, wait a minute. This is Friday. This is, this is not going to, I'm not going to be able to get this resolved before the, before the weekend. There's just no way. And so I'm like, okay, this is, so I tweet them back. I'm like, look, this is an emergency. Is there nothing we can do? To, to try to get this solved, try to get this figured out, whatever's going on, because this is, this is not right. And basically, at five minutes after five o'clock on Friday, Ditto tweets me back. And uh, let me see if I can pull it out. I, I'm not even going to paraphrase Here's what they say. Oh, this was me. I, I, I'm going to go down the, the the thread here just because I think it's important. I want you guys to understand what I'm going through. I sent them the the, the, the initial tweet. Uh, just got an email from you guys. I don't understand. I'm locked out of my label account. Please contact me ASAP. I've submitted a support ticket, uh, but I have a release today. Please contact me ASAP. Ditto tweets me back within minutes. Hey, Steve, have you attempted contacting support at dittomusic.com? They'll be able to help you out with this problem. And I, re I replied, yes, I have, blah, 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 blah. Um, then January 7th, I tweeted again. 
still have not heard anything and I'm locked out of my account for no reason whatsoever. And then I got a little, I got a little, uh, a little flex with them. I was like, look, my podcast reaches a lot of people every week around the world. If I don't hear something back from you guys in an hour to resolve the problem, guess what my topic of my podcast is going to be next week. So you can imagine how this is going to proceed because we're talking about it right now. This is the tweet I get back from Ditto in response to that tweet. Hey, Steve, we all finish and head home at 5 p.m. Drop into our DM and we'll help fix this for you when we're back in tomorrow. Okay. And I've never heard another word. Number one, they don't accept DMs, number one, on their Twitter. You can't DM them. So how can I drop into your DM when you can't DM them? So I tweeted back. It says you don't accept DMs. I don't use Twitter hardly at all. So I DM'd you on Instagram. I just want to be able to log into my account to get the ISRC numbers that we have assigned. I will not be uploading through Ditto any longer, but I need to access the information and the payments. Because here's the thing, guys. We've sold product through them this year. We have a balance. And they've locked me out of the account and will not contact me. They're holding our money. It's it's one thing pulling it off of all the stores. I, I get that. Whatever. I still don't understand it because we didn't we haven't done any of the things that they said that we had done or that was within our control. But they have locked us out of our account and will not allow us to log in to either get our ISRCs or which I should have assigned them our own ISRCs and I didn't. I allowed them to do it. I'll never do that again. We have our own ISRC numbers and I will use those from now on that we can assign through the company. Um, and I should have and I didn't. But nevertheless, um, so we're locked out of our account. We have money in the account that they are not allowing us to have access to. Reports, information, all of that different kind of stuff. Um, and then you you heard me talk about the tweet they said earlier. They, they, they said that somebody would contact me today. Nobody contacted me today. So I tweeted them an hour ago, and I said, wow, the unprofessionalism. Never heard a word from anyone from Ditto today, as you said I would. At this point, please just provide me your legal counsel's contact so that I can have my attorneys contact them to get this worked out. So, guys, it's not always red carpets and number ones and multi-platinum albums. We have issues. It's not. This has literally caused me loss of sleep. I have. I was just texting an, uh, an artist, their manager, just a second. And I'm like, I've literally pulled my hair out over this. Now, luckily, I was using Ditto because I wanted to try them out and I was doing other things. I have a major distribution deal. So luckily, I called my rep at the distributor and I said, here's what's happening. And he goes, send me all the release information and we'll put it, we'll make sure everything gets back up. So my distributor made sure, did everything, helped me on Friday and right now, everything is back up. All of the artist's music is back up. It's it, it, it's it, it's it's a crazy thing. 
But I wanted to share this with you guys because these are the kind of things that can happen. This happens to everybody. And what I found strange is that these people will not communicate at all. Like, at all. They've stopped tweeting me back, which I think using Twitter as a form of business communication is absurd. Pick up the phone and call. Shoot me an email. An email is more professional than trying to communicate with a company over Twitter. I get, hey, I'm in my phone 20 hours of the day. I, I'm, I mean, I'm right there. I'm texting. I'm Instagramming. I'm Snapchatting. I'm Facebooking. I'm LinkedIning. I'm, I'm, I'm all texting. I'm talking. I'm doing all that. I get it. But does anybody else think it's a little strange for something like this to have happened and then seemingly being the only way to communicate with this company is via Twitter. And they're a very reputable company. I'm not tearing them down and saying they're not a reputable company. I would never do business with a company that wasn't reputable. But they are UK-based, and I, I don't know what that plays into anything. But as it stands right now, I've still not heard anything back from them. They have locked me out of my account, and we have no access to, to the funds uh, whatsoever. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. I wanted to make you aware of it. I had done a video praising Ditto earlier in the year on the YouTube channel. I'm now going to have to do another video and explain why I turned... I mean, that video's got seventeen to 20,000 views on it. And a lot, and you can go look at the comments. A lot of people are like, I'm going to use Ditto this year. I'm going to, because you're using them, I'm going to use them. Now I got to go back to all those people and say, don't halt, catch fire. You know, so I wanted to share that with you guys, and and that went a lot, hell of a lot longer than I wanted it to. Uh, but anyway, I, I just wanted to share that with you guys because, you know, stuff happens, um, and it's it's absolutely insane. I, I say it for you, independent artists, be very careful, because when you look at that list of reasons that your music could be flagged for abnormal activity, it's it's borderline insane. I mean, seriously, it is borderline insane. So I wanted you all to be aware of that. Do not, under any circumstance, do business with Ditto Music. Do not do it. Um, I'm kind of, a you know, in life with friends, and I probably shouldn't be this way, but I am, with with friends and 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 business relationships and everything. I'm not a three-strike guy. I'm a one-strike guy. So one strike and you're out because I don't have time for strikes two and three. So maybe that's I'm a bad person, but ditto, the pitch came in, swung, missed, they're out. Please don't do business with ditto music. DistroKid is, is, a, is a great distribution platform. Um, I think anything you wanted to do uh, with your releases, you're going to be great with DistroKid. Uh, I'm going to be reviewing another one very soon uh, that's owned by Cobalt. Um, I've just had some business dealings with Cobalt uh, that that I have to be very careful because it's like I don't want to just sound like a shell for, for Cobalt. Um, but they also uh, have a very, very good, solid digital distribution platform with, uh, with and that gives access uh, for independent artists, and we might talk about that. Uh, at some other point in the future and do a video on it 
uh, as well. Um, okay, I, I, I need to open it up here to see if you guys have any comments or uh, any questions. Uh, feel free, uh, drop them in the chat right there, and I will, uh, I'll try to get to them uh, if you guys have any. Just kind of a loose hangout tonight. Just kind of uh, just enjoying, you know, the new year. I will tell you that I've been on this roller coaster ride of being really sick and then getting better and then really sick and then I don't know where you guys are watching from, but but I mean or listening from. Uh, but you know, it's like it was seventy two degrees in Nashville today. Absolutely insane. Seriously, seventy two degrees. And here we are in in January. Um, but if you have a question or you have a comment, feel free to uh, to drop it in the comment section. I'm I'm hoping that uh, this is all refreshing and coming through as it's supposed to. For some reason, I'm thinking that it's not. <laughs> but but uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see how that works. One of the things that I want to get into. And, and I'm not going to try. I'm going to try not to spend a lot of time. But I wanted. I told you we were going to talk about a a three step strategy for success in 2019. And I don't know if you guys, if you, if you want to apply this to music business, or if you're growing your business, or you're starting a business like me. I'm launching this this uh, esports organization this year, and I, I'm I'm I'm. I'm absorbing my own preaching. I'm I'm preaching to the choir of which I am a member. And I'm and I'm actually applying these steps in this strategy in starting this esports organization. And I've tried to use these because I've I've found it's what I preach when we take on an artist development client. This is kind of the strategy that we follow and it's very simple and it's very broad. I'm going to have some more in-depth information coming very soon. Um, as a part of the new uh, the business of music presentation, I'm going to be speaking all over the United States this year, um, and, and and talking about the business of music. Um, but that is all centered around these three things, and you've probably heard me talk about them before if you've watched videos on my channel or you know me personally. You've heard me say this time and time again. But I want to touch on it really quickly because it, it is something that I'm going to go in very deep on on the channel this year and throughout the podcast. Um, but here's the three things. Persistence, consistency, and a willingness to sacrifice. What, what really surprises me is that with all of the songwriters that I work with and all of the artists that I work with and all of the business people that we work with, I am always shocked and surprised at just how many people do actually don't understand the definition or the meaning of consistency, persistence. And most people certainly don't understand the true definition of what it means to sacrifice, especially in the music business. We'll get to that one in a second. But I want to talk about persistence first. I see so many people come to Nashville or want to get in the music business or go to L.A. and they give up after a short period of time. Now, this is usually for several different reasons. The one that I see most often is they have come from a bubble. You know, they come from a, their hometown or where it is they're from, and they've been surrounded with people 
for their entire lives that have told them how special they are and how good they are. And it's not that they're probably not special, although, I mean, I run into maybe one out of every 50 people that I truly think is special. We're not all special, folks. I mean, that's one thing as an artist or a business person, you need to sit down, you need to think, am I doing what matches up with my talent? Should I be, do I need to do this because it's ingrained in me and I've got to do it or do I want to do it? Want and need, two very different things. But I find that most of these people come from a bubble and they've been told that they're great and they're fabulous and they've surrounded themselves with people who do a lot of patting on the back. So when they get into the real world and they get to Nashville and they run across somebody that says, ah, your songs aren't that great. Uh, your producing skills aren't that great. You don't have that great of a personality. Your stage presence isn't very good. For businesses and brands, your logo sucks. Your product is not that great. Your marketing strategy is completely wrong. They don't understand it. And a lot of times they fall off with the persistence because they, they all of a sudden get confronted with the real world and they do not know how to absorb corrective criticism. Most people don't take corrective, critis, uh, corrective criticism very well at all. I don't take it uh, very well at all. Um, I just would, anytime I hear corrective or creative criticism, I just want to draw a line through the first word. At the end of the day, it's just criticism. And, and people don't take criticism very well. I don't take it very well. Matter of fact, I don't take criticism at all because I don't give a damn what you think. But not trying to be an asshole, but I don't need anybody. I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about people that come to me for help. You, you, you have got to be willing to, even if you don't want to call it criticism, you want to give it another name, advice, tips, tricks, whatever it is, so that you don't have that negative connotation in your head about criticism in order to be persistent, you've got to keep going. That is the definition of the word. When most of these people start hearing things that doesn't jive with what they've heard all their life, they get frustrated and they stop being persistent. Or, which goes along with consistency as well, they don't listen to people who know what they're talking about and they persist in their wrong ways. And they persist on going down the wrong road, regardless of what other people say. So one of the key fundamental points of success is and always will be persistent. You have to keep going. You have to be flexible. You have to be moldable, but you have to be persistent. You cannot stop. If you stop, you are dead. You know, there's the, the old saying, what is it? One step forward and two steps back. If you stop being persistent, you stop moving forward altogether, and then you're taking a thousand steps back. So I tell a lot of new artists a lot of times, even though this is not my philosophy, even if you're moving in the wrong direction, keep moving. Because the time that it's going to take you to stop, turn around, and realize that you've come the wrong way, you've done what? You've stopped being persistent. If you realize you've gotten off at the wrong exit, don't turn around and go back up the on-ramp. You're just repeating the same mistake. Find an alternate route. Make your own path and get back on the right road. But don't stop. You cannot stop. Persistence is key. Consistency is the second thing. 
And I see so many problems with so many business owners and so many artists, so many songwriters, producers, engineers with consistency because they have a misunderstanding of the word. When people come to me or I, I observe quietly other people, and I see this on social media all the time. I see it on Facebook. I see, and I, I, I laugh to myself. I see it on Facebook. I see it on Instagram. I see it all these other places where all these artists are doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Okay? They're being persistent. That's great. That's wonderful. You're being persistent. And you're being consistent. But guys, here's the problem with consistency. If you continue to do the wrong thing over and over and over and over again, you're never going to move forward. Consistency is, is important, but it's not finding the way that you think it should be and then just beating that dead horse constantly. I see artists on Facebook and on social media doing the same thing today that they were doing a year ago and then in private want to know why they're not moving forward. And the answer to that is very simple. Yes, you're being consistent, but you're being consistently wrong. What you're doing and being consistent in is obviously not working for you. You have to find what works. Be persistent. Be consistent in your efforts in the face of corrective criticism or creative criticism. You have to be consistent, but be consistent at the right thing. I've said it before, but it's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. Facebook Live and doing covers works for some artists. It doesn't work for all artists. So I see these artists on here doing covers on Facebook and putting them up on YouTube and they get 30 views and 50 views and then they ask me, this person over here has 3 million views on their cover. I don't know. Maybe they like that person better than they like you. Maybe that person's more talented than you are. Don't just do what that person's doing because you think they have the answer. Find what the answer is for you. You cannot fit a, a, a round peg into a square hole and vice versa. You've got to find what works for you. Look, I'm in the middle of it right now with this whole YouTube thing. There are all of these people out there that, you know, how to YouTube, how to grow your channel, how to do all that. And they want you to, and I'm not going to name names, even though I want to name names so bad, but I know that there are, there are people watching that are fans and like these other people. I watch some of the, I watch it because I hate them. I'm just being real honest. I, I watch it because I cuss them under my breath because I'm thinking you, all this video is is an advertisement for your service. You're not trying to help anybody. You're trying to get people to pay you, which is fine. I'm a, I love money. I love it. But I, if I want you to pay me for something, I'm going to tell you, the, I, I would love to help you, but it's going to cost you X amount of dollars because I don't work for free. Those days were long over. What I don't like doing is, is putting out crumbs of information and then going, well, you know, all along, but I can, you contact my company and we, look, if I want your business, I'll come right out and say, 
Here's the email address. Here's the phone number. If you want us to work with you, we'll do that. That's just how I handle my business. But these guys on YouTube, how did, and I'm like, why should anybody need to, you cannot go your way and do what you say. Maybe it worked for you, but that's not going to work for everybody. And you artists out there listening, same thing. Find what it is that makes your, your, you unique. And see, in the music business, we are told by major labels, managers, booking agents, and everything else, for whatever reason, they talk out of both sides of their mouth. Out of one side of their mouth, they say that they want you to be unique and be different, but they don't. Because they can't sell unique, and they can't sell different until it's already been successful on another level. Then it's cool to be unique. Then you can sell unique all day long. But I'm telling you, in order to stand out, you're going to have to be unique. Find what makes you unique. Stop trying to do covers on YouTube because that's what Boyce Avenue does or, or that's what this artist does and they're successful. Stop trying to replicate somebody else's success and go out and find it for yourself. Make it for yourself. Be consistent. But in your process of being consistent, be consistently right. When, you, when, you, when you're being persistent and you see that something's not working, change it and then be consistent with that change. If that doesn't work, be consistent with something else. Keep moving, be persistent, be consistent, but you have to be consistently right. Being consistent is just not enough. You have to be malleable, if that's the word. I'm not an English major. You have to be willing to get in your little boat and take the ebbs and the flows. It goes up, it goes down. But find what it is that makes you unique and be consistent in that and create as much content as humanly possible. That's one thing I do agree with Gary Vee on. That guy is the king of content. I, I try, I just can't create that much content. The more I try, the more I look around, I'm like, holy shit, my life is really not this interesting. I mean, it, it looks interesting from the outside, but if I have a guy follow me around with a camera all day, you're going to get, get me on the phone all day. Maybe that's interesting. Maybe somebody would find that interesting. I don't know. Persistent. Be persistent. Consistency. Be consistent. And to me, the most important one of these is the key that unlocks the lock. And this is the step right here that most people want to, I have never run across somebody in my entire life that, that didn't spend a majority of their valuable time trying to, to circumvent this last step. I see people on YouTube do it. I see people in the music business do it. I see people in the entertainment business abroad. I see people in the television business, in the movie business, all of my friends, all of my business relationships, all throughout the entertainment industry, and even the clients that we work with on a business side and artist development side, I have yet to ever find one that wants to actually do this third one. And that one is have the willingness to sacrifice. And quite honestly with you, it's not just enough to be willing to sacrifice, you have to actually do it. And to actually do it, you've got to know what the definition of sacrifice really means. Sacrifice, folks, hurts. It hurts. I may have told this story 
before. I don't know. Somebody can tell me if I have. But I was working with a band several years ago that was becoming very successful very quick. Um, but I was still slow rolling things. I believe in a slow and organic approach to artist development and building an artist out and building their career because I don't believe in perception, right? I, I think if your perception is way up here and your reality is way down here, it's not going to take long for people to kind of scratch past the perception and see that the reality is nowhere near the perception. I, I think perception is important because that's how you bring people in. We live in a social media society. If your numbers aren't high, nobody gives a damn. And you, everybody's worth is based on how many subscribers, likes, or followers that they've got. So I understand the value of perception, and I use it to my benefit. But the way that I do things, the way I've always handled my business personally as a songwriter and producer and business owner and entrepreneur is to make sure that my reality is as close to my perception as possible so that when you get past the perception, you see the reality, and the reality is just as viable and valuable as the perception itself. I find that people in the music business, especially artists and a lot of business owners, they don't like that. They, they think that perception brings in people, and then the people will, will value the product. But I was working with this band several years ago, and they, I, I was kept telling them, guys, you're not sacrificing. And they thought they were sacrificing, right? They thought because they had to go play this show for free, they were sacrificing. Or because we bought them a brand new Ford E350 van to travel the country and on radio tour, instead of buying them a 42-foot Prevost, they thought that was a sacrifice. It's almost laughable, but then again, it's it's really... It's honestly, it's not, because I think that's what most people think. I think people look, and yes, you have a willingness to sacrifice, but everybody's got a line, right? Everybody's got a line that's, I'm willing to sacrifice up till this point. Guys, I'm here, I'm here to tell you, if you want to find real success, you're never going to find it until you are willing to sacrifice past that point. Because that's where success lies. It is going to require you to give up everything or at least have the willingness to give up everything. To sleep in your car, to lose your home, to lose your cars, to lose everything you've got in a pursuit to find that success. It's almost like a Murphy's Law type situation. If you want to find it, what you need to do is you need, to, you need to decide that you are willing to sacrifice, but where's that line? You're willing to sacrifice up to what? When you identify that, then you realize that your willingness to sacrifice, the thing you're going to have to sacrifice is that safety net, that line. And that's what most people will not go past because it takes them out of their comfort zone. And guys, you're not supposed to be comfortable when you're sacrificing. Personally, the road to lead to where I am today was paved with sacrifice. Some of it was forced sacrifice. Some of it was a willingness to sacrifice. I was willing to give up and lose everything. And at one point, 25 years ago, I did. I lost everything. We lost our home. We lost our cars. We lost everything that we owned. And, but it wasn't until then 
that it was like, okay, you are really, you are literally at rock bottom. Now you know what rock bottom feels like. You have sacrificed literally everything. And it's almost like that karma thing, right? Okay. It's, it's a, you can call it a God thing. I'm a spiritual person. I'm a Christian. So I relate it to God. You know, and, and you those of us that are, we've been told, lay everything at God's feet. Be willing to give it up. You know, uh, let what's the say? Let go and let God. I, I didn't so much let go as, as I had it ripped from me, <laughs> but everything was gone. And it was in that moment that I found the peace to go, this is what I want to do. I am going to write hit songs. I am going to produce multi-platinum albums. I'm going to start very successful businesses. And I did. But I don't think that I would have ever done those things if I had done it from the comfort of that line of willingness to sacrifice just a little. So guys, that's my message to you. I wanted to talk a little bit about that. I told you I'm going to be going deeper into this with the business of music over this coming year here on the channel and on the podcast because I have such a deep, deep deep-rooted passion to see other people succeed the way that I have been blessed. I, I, and it's odd in the music business because I say this all the time in meetings and in speeches that in Nashville, it's kind of like there's the ladder of success, but you got to be careful because the guy that's above you is sawing off the rung below him and above you to make sure you don't come up behind him. I just was never treated, well, I mean, I was treated that way. I can't say that. I was treated that way, but I want to go way back when I was in the radio business 25 years ago. I was at a radio station called uh, Kissin' 96 FM in Little Rock, Arkansas. Also, the Maverick 106.7. And we had a new program director come in. His name was Ken Wall. And up to that point, I, I mean, I was a young kid at the time, and, and I was treated like a young kid um, by everybody at the radio station, all the radio stations. The guy owned four at that time. And I was treated like the little kid. And I wasn't much, I mean, I was 14, 15 years old. So, I mean, I was a kid. And I actually was younger than that. I was 12 or 13. And so I was the kid. But Ken Wall came in, and he kind of took me under his wing. And he didn't treat me like a kid. He treated me as an equal to everybody else. He gave me my first start on the air. I mean, I went from washing the station vans and and dubbing horse race results and all of that and production and, and, and doing all that. He gave me my first shot on the air. And I think at the time, I was the youngest person to ever go on the air in a medium market. And I never, from that moment, I never forgot how he treated me, how he lifted me up. When I got my very first full-time gig in radio doing a, a, a full show, it was Ken Wall who made the call in Chattanooga, Tennessee, WKXJ. He lifted me up. We are friends to this day. 
He has been all over the world. I've been all over the world. I left radio a very, very, very long time ago and got into this side of the music business. Very glad I did that. <laughs> but I've never forgot how Ken Wall made me feel. And ever since then, I've always tried in everything that I've ever done that I, I, I don't want to cut off that rung below me. I want to help people be more successful than I've been. I don't know what that is. It's just, it, it's in me. I love helping people. I love watching things grow. I think that's why I'm an entrepreneur. I love investing in businesses. I love starting businesses and getting into things that interest me because I like watching things go from the ground all the way up here. And I appreciate the, the journey and the battle and the struggle that goes on between here and here more than I do when it gets successful. Because nine times out of 10, when I make something and it's very successful, I walk away. I walk away to go start something else because I love the growth process. So that's what we're going to be doing this year, guys, here on the channel, on the YouTube channel, um, as well as on the podcast. We're going to be expanding the show to live two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, that will be starting in a couple of weeks. Um, if you can't catch us live, on Tuesdays and Thursdays on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. You can always catch up with the Steve Freeman Podcast on uh, Spotify and uh, Apple Podcast, iTunes. Uh, we upload the episodes on Wednesday every week. So now we'll be live Tuesday and Thursday, and there will be the podcast available in audio form on Apple Podcast and Spotify on Wednesday and Friday. And I'm also going to a stricter content uh, creation uh, schedule, and we're going to be uploading more and more and more videos to the YouTube channel and going to try to do that a couple times a week and also fit in the new esports organization and Twitch and streaming on Twitch because I have to be honest with you guys as a 42-year-old man, I have been completely smitten and taken back with streaming and gaming and playing Fortnite and Call of Duty and streaming it and I, I, I'm it bit me really hard. Matter of fact, it bit me like the music business bit me 30 years ago. And so I'm like all in on this stuff. So I'm, we're putting a, we're putting the team together. It's called Gaijin Esports. Many of you may have seen me post some things on social media about that. Um, if you're wondering what's going on, that's what we're doing. We're starting an esports organization. We're going to have tournament teams. We're going to have uh, professional streamers, full-time streamers, uh, a complete merch line that I'm going over and working on right now and, and approving most of it. Should have some of it in next week, and we're going to be launching that in spring of this year. And my goal is to get with some other business people here around Nashville, and I want to throw a big uh, Fortnite and Call of Duty tournament to launch Guy Jen uh, in a big way here in Nashville. So that's a couple things that I'm working on. Um, I see you guys are typing in some messages. Let me try to get to uh, to some of these questions uh, as fast as I can. Thank you guys so much for, for uh, tuning in. Uh, Mike W. says, Unreal, so sorry to hear you're going through this. These companies must pay kids minimum wage to the man their social media accounts. So unprofessional they conduct business like that. I agree. I couldn't believe. Going back to the ditto thing. If you missed that, catch it on on demand later or listen to the podcast tomorrow and you'll hear my, my bitch session about ditto music. Uh, Melanie Sherwood says, thank you, Steve. Your guidance is much appreciated. I'm assuming that's what that little, what looks like a, a gumdrop <laughs> with a smiley face. I appreciate that. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Tech for Your Needs says, hi, what's happening, man? I was watching one of your videos yesterday. 
as a matter of fact. You were testing out your new live stream equipment, I believe, is what I was watching. You were talking about your Apple Watch, so thank you for being here. Uh, James Buchanan says, I believe really talented artists that put 95% cover videos out are slowing their career, no doubt. Uh, and I can name names. Uh, I, I totally agree. Um, I, I did. Look, the, the cover video thing works. Um, it helps get attention. But for those of you artists that are out there watching and you're wanting to grow your career, look, look doing cover videos is great. But here's a little, little piece of advice I'm going to give you. And this one's free. I don't do stuff free very often, but damn it, I'm going to do it. Look, popular artist, right? Don't go cover the song that everybody else has already covered. Pull up the billboard chart. Look at the songs on the billboard chart. Don't look in the top 10. Don't look in the top 20. Go down to about number 70 and see what's on the way up and do your cover video of that so that when that song that's at number 70 this week is at number five in six weeks, eight weeks, or 12 weeks, you're going to be the first one they find. How valuable is that little nugget right there? That deserves a super chat right there. That little, t I mean, I can't, I'm giving stuff out for free. I can't believe it. One more time. Don't pick the songs that are hot right now that are in the top five, top 10, top 20. Go down the chart, find the ones that are on their way up. Do your cover, your cover video of that so that when it is a big hit and it is in the top five, you've got the first one done and more people will find you, which is what the goal of doing a cover song is all about. It's trying to get eyeballs. There you go. Free tip. Don't say I never did nothing for you. Uh, let's see. Becca King says, straighten your priorities to be like an old person. Pretty much you need proof, statistics, percentages, science, reality of your life. How long will this last? It's, it's the truth. It's going to last forever. I, I, I can tell you that. It's, it is, it's amazing to me where we are from a social media technology perspective. Um, it's unreal. My daughter just did the 23andMe thing. Isn't that what it's called? Technologies. It's, you remember when DNA testing was like only done for court cases because it was not available to the public, and now anybody can run down to the grocery store and pick up a twenty-three and Me and find out everything about yourself that you ever wanted to know. It's it's amazing. It's awesome on one hand, and it's very kind of scary on the other. To be real honest with you, uh, let's see. Uh, Uh, let's see. I'm not sure I followed that question. Life will be last. Love you, Mama Sue. So our question is, what if our lives were all sacrificed? You know what? I know that it can feel that way. Believe me. And there's a lot that... Let me be really clear about something because I think that is, that's an awesome question. That is a great, great, great question, Becca. In order to not stay in the sacrifice zone, remember you've got to have all three of these things working simultaneously, okay? Think of them as cogs in a wheel, persistence, consistency, and a willingness to sacrifice. If you're not having all three of those working together at the same time, you will stay in a sacrifice situation, in a sacrifice state of mind. That I know for sure. You pull one cog out of that wheel and it's not going to work. You have to have it going all of the time. That's why in the music business, you see so many people fail. 
I mean, one out of a million makes it. And I mean makes it by making it what we all mainstream call making it, right? One in a million. The reason of that is, is that very rarely do you find an artist that has everything, that has the talent, that has the financial resources to get their name out there, that that has the willingness to sacrifice, that is willing to be persistent, that is willing to be consistent. They've they've all got one or two things. They they've got all the talent in the world, and no money, or they're willing to sacrifice, but they can't be consistent. Or they're willing to be persistent, but they can't make themselves available because they've got a day job, which leads to I'm not willing to sacrifice. And guys, I'm not I'm not belittling sacrifice at all. Sacrifice is hard. I'm just saying it's required. And to be honest with you, as far as your question of you know when if you spend your whole life that way, I gotta be I gotta be honest with you. There are things that even today I'm having to sacrifice. You know, sacrifice comes in many forms. Uh, my my wife and my kids, they will tell you that I sacrifice them. That I'm I'm not there. My daughter right now is playing basketball at a basketball game for school. I'm not there. I'm here. Because this is my business. And and I was I was thinking in my head, I'm just going to say it. I put business ahead of everything. I put business in uh, in front of my family. I put business in front of everything. Is that a healthy thing? Not always. But I know that had I not done that, I wouldn't be sitting right here talking to you. And I'm not saying that my my way is right for everybody, but I will tell you that that no matter how successful that you get or become, whether that's personally, professionally, financially, anything, you never stop sacrificing. You never at least you never have to stop having the willingness to sacrifice because there is no top of the mountain guys there is no you get to the top of that mountain and all you see is a taller mountain in the distance promise you that's that is the that's why I don't believe in fame because I don't believe it's ever really truly achieved but you always and forever especially if you're a creative person you are destined to to sacrifice your whole life to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. And like I said, even if you go on and you become super and uber successful at whatever it is, you're going to reach that plateau, and that's exactly what it is. It's a plateau, and you look around and you think, my God, I've made it. I did it. And then you turn around, and there's a freaking staircase over there, and it's leading up to another level. And then you start all over again. And you're having to think, okay, now I'm here. Now what have I got to be willing to sacrifice to go up that next flight? It's a never-ending circle. And it goes round and round and round. What you've got to do is find a way to be happy. I've said this a million times. If you can find a way to be persistent, consistent, and have a willingness to sacrifice and enjoy the small victories, that's where you're going to feel like you're not always sacrificing. And I tell people in this business all the time, This is, I said it earlier tonight, this is not always red carpets and number one parties and movie premieres and million dollar checks. It's not all that all the time. That's, it's very, that's, that's 3% of the time. The rest of the time we're working our ass off to try to get back to that 1% to 3% of the time. That's just honesty. So it never stops. But I, I encourage you guys 
I, I, I've just I've had a real heart for the YouTube thing here lately this past year. I, I, I don't know why. Honest to God, I do not know why. But I see so many YouTubers out there that are on their way up and that are trying to to achieve things. And they live and die by the subscriber count or the view count. And, and I just encourage all of you to, to not do that. Don't do that. You do you. I'll tell you YouTubers, the same thing is, is if you are an artist. You do you. Find your uniqueness. I promise you that if you find what makes you unique and you put that out there, there's an audience for you and you will attract those people to yourself if you are persistent, consistent, and have a willingness to sacrifice. And in that case, your sacrifice is doing this instead of watching Netflix or doing this instead of being at your daughter's basketball game or doing this instead of going drinking with your friends or learning more about cameras instead of watching the basketball or football game or learning to play the guitar. That's what I'm talking about. So I don't know that the willingness to sacrifice ever goes away. It's something that you deal with your entire life, but it is the price of admittance to success. I can promise you that. Uh, Christopher, Chris says, studio looks amazing. This is Nick, Chris. This is the old studio. We're going to be in the brand new studio next week. I just didn't, for those of you that are just joining on now and, and weren't here earlier, uh, we were supposed to be in the new studio tonight. I just couldn't get it all done today. I, I tried, tried really hard. I just could not get it done. We will be in there next week because I can't wait for y'all to see it. It's awesome. Uh, this lady and, and Chris, tell me if I'm wrong or Eric, tell me if I'm wrong. But she made me this sign. Some of you may have seen it on uh, on Instagram of rolled steel of my logo. It's awesome. We put LED strips behind it, and it glow. It's freaking awesome. I can't wait for y'all to to see that. Um, let's see. Uh, Becca says, if you're reading this, me and me and my Melanie Sherwood always sacrificed, made a little successful business community, worried doing things we believe are good and are better selves. And like you said, it seems. Good. Everything is a everything is on a standstill. If you have anxiety, that's scary. You know. Uh, hope we will uh, meet you. Knows what it is. Honestly, in expect investing. Absolutely, I'm always looking for great ideas. Always, one hundred percent. Some of the most famous favorite things that I've ever done were things that that I I my initial gut reaction was tell me to pass on, and then I and I didn't, and I'm glad that I didn't. Steve Baker says, Steve, this was probably the best, quote, new artist directed informational podcast I've heard in a long time. Definitely a must listen to podcast if you're an artist in this industry. Steve, I appreciate that very much so, man. You are a good friend, a good guy. You're one of the good ones in this business. I can promise you that. But guys, if you don't have any more questions, uh, you don't have any more comments, got anything else you want to say? Uh, we've been going for about an hour and 12 minutes. My God, these things. People complain all the time that my YouTube videos are long, and it's like, well, hey, I keep looking at my analytics, and people aren't falling off. They're watching the whole thing. So I, I guess I'm just long-winded, and I'm completely 110% self-absorbed. So, I mean, I could sit here all night long and listen to myself talk and watch myself on that screen over there. But I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us for the podcast tonight. I'm looking forward next week to being in the new studio, revealing the new studio. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, if you are not already, please do not forget 
and follow me on social media. You can follow me at the Steve Freeman everywhere. It's that on YouTube. It's that on Facebook, uh, Twitch, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, at the Steve Freeman on every social media platform on the face of the planet. Um, looking forward to being with you guys next week. Um, as always, if you ever have a topic that you want me to talk about or you have questions, uh, feel free uh, to shoot me an email, thestevefreeman at gmail.com. Uh, something new we're doing this year. Matter of fact, it's so new, I forgot to do it yesterday. I just love it when people give me ideas and I and they say, you need to do this. And I'm like, okay, we'll set it up and I'll do it. And then they set it up and then I forgot. Uh, we are starting a new newsletter called The Revolution. Um, and it's going to be when I don't forget. See, it's so new, I, I forget. Um, but I'm going to be putting information kind of like what we talked about tonight I'm going to be giving you little tips and tricks and secrets and discounts and exclusive offers and a bunch of other stuff that's going to be really cool this year. All you have to do is uh, is join the revolution, and I'm going to I'm going to pull it up because I think I think I can show it to you guys. Um, but all you have to do is head over to my website, thestevefreeman.com, uh, and uh, you can scroll down middle of the page. And it says right there, join the revolution. Um, I keep knocking that over. Maybe I'll stop doing this before long. But uh, you can uh, check it out right there. There's our little yeah, Steve Freeman podcast. That's what you're doing right now. If you did, if you were lost, didn't know where you are, who you are, that's where you're at right now. Uh, you can join the revolution uh, right there. All you have to do is e- enter your email address, your name, your email address, and you will start getting it every Monday uh, from me every Monday morning. Um, and it's going to be really cool. We've got some really awesome exclusive content that we're going to be releasing through there um, as far as some interviews with special guests and little tips and tricks for insiders. And we're going to be launching some product later this year that it's like I told you earlier, I'm going to want you to buy it. I'm going to expect you to buy it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to heel and toe around it or skirt around the bush. I'm not like that. I'm not like these how-to YouTubers. Uh, we're not going to do that. I'm just going to come right out and tell you. It's going to be for sale, and I'm going to push the shit out of it. It's the way it's going to happen. Uh, but go put your name in, put your email address in, and uh, and join up. It's going to be a lot of fun, a uh, lot of content, a lot of information, a lot of exclusive stuff. Uh, you can see there, I'm going to read it. The Revolution is new for 2019. It's my weekly newsletter that features tips, tricks, advice, strategies for indie artists, songwriters, small business owners, entrepreneurs, and growing brands, plus gear and tech reviews in addition to the valuable information members y'all want me to do this in my old radio voice the way that i used to do this on the radio we'll we'll try it let's see i haven't done it in a while in addition to the valuable information members will get access to exclusive content giveaways discounts on uh on mentoring in one-on-one brand development sessions and a dedicated private email contact me anytime with your specific questions it's free to join the revolution and i never share your personal information with anyone unless they offer me a lot of money and then i will sell that shit i'm just gonna be honest with you right up front no i'm serious i won't if you'll notice i got the little badge down there you're verified nope we're not gonna share your information we're not gonna do that join the revolution follow me on social media and i look forward to being back here with you guys next tuesday night at 6 p.m uh until then guys keep being creative keep pushing the boundaries 
And there's nothing wrong with being independent. See you next time.